Hey there, welcome to Through Triple A Eyes. I'm your host, Triple A. Happy Wednesday, y'all. How are you? And happy birthday to all the Virgos in the house. Whoop, whoop, happy birthday. And uh, later on in the month, happy birthday to all the Librans. I don't know a lot of Virgos, but I definitely know quite a few Librans. And, um, they are special folks. <laughs> um, actually, my mom's a Libran as well. So I have quite a few around me. And a lot of my best friends are um, Librans. And a lot of my exes have been Librans too. So there you go. <laughs> but um, I was watching the news a little earlier. And good Lord, it's been a busy week, huh? Then again, I feel like nowadays when you watch the news... There is always something going on somewhere in the world. I mean, wow. I want to give a special shout out to the folks in the Bahamas who are, um, you know, trying to rebuild their lives after Hurricane Dorian passed through. For those of you who have never experienced a hurricane, it is one of the scariest things ever. I mean... If you are somewhere safe and solid, it's it's beautiful to watch Mother Nature's wrath. I mean, that's all I can describe it as, you know, but it's so unpredictable and things change so quickly. It's, you know, it's just hard to predict. Um, I got to experience Hurricane Dean uh, back in 2007 in Jamaica and wow it's it's phenomenal to see um i remember before the hurricane came rolling in the sea moved away from the shore um at least i want to say at least 100 meters or more you know it just moved far away from the shore and there was not a bird in sight, not a dog, not, you couldn't see anything. It was just quiet. And, you know, I really understood what they meant by the calm before the storm, because that was it. And, and then the winds began, and then the sea comes crashing back in at full force. Insane. I mean, it, it went on and on the whole day. And I mean, the damage that was left behind, wow, it's, it's just something to see. So um, I really, you know, empathize with the folks dealing with this and I wish them well. Another thing on the news lately and, and it has been all over my Facebook feed has been the, um, the attacks going on in South Africa, the xenophobic attacks against other foreigners and Africans. Now, this one kind of hits home a little hard because 
with a lot of Africans are really upset, not only about the attacks, but, you know, when Nelson Mandela was incarcerated and um, what do you call, an apartheid was still going strong, a lot of these countries that are being currently attacked, you know, they fought so hard for South Africa. They provided refuge, they provided any support that they could have. They sang the songs of revolution. They did everything to keep the fight going. So it's really heartbreaking for a lot of folks to see that this has come. But at the same time, this was kind of predicted, um, you know, back in the 60s, it was predicted that this, it, that this would happen unfortunately, um, by the late Kwame Nkrumah, president of, um, of Ghana at the time. And so it's a shame to watch all of this. Also in the news, I mean, we've got Kashmir, the lockdown in Kashmir, we've got Brexit, we've got Hong Kong, name it, it continues. Good Lord. Things are really, really busy right now. And you know, on the grander scale, I've been just, you know, watching a lot of relationships between countries go toxic. And at the same time, it's easy. I understand how easily relationships between countries can go toxic because our friendships go toxic. And that's what I wanted to kind of delve into this week was toxic friendship. And how do you know if you have one? And I bet you do, because I know I've had several and I've had to X them out of my life. Um, but sometimes recognizing that they are toxic is a little bit hard. You know, when I think about friendship, you know, I adore my friends. And, you know, as I've gotten older, the friends that I keep around are really my soul family friends. I try not to keep around too many acquaintances. Um, life is busy enough, so the time that I do get to spend that is free, I wanna spend it with people that I care about and people who mean me well and I mean well for them. So, you know, when I think about friendship, I think they're often the family that we never had, or I, I know I've seen little memes about friends are the family that you get to choose. And, you know, who you have around you is really important because often your friends have more access to you than a family member would ever have access. And they have access to your inner workings into, you know, they know the buttons to push. They know, you know, they they know how you operate better than a relative does. So I think it's always crucial to know who you have around your circle. Now, some of the things that um, I think are, you know, important to sort of identify when you're looking at your friendships are, you know, do your friends make you feel solid? Do they make you feel grounded? And by that, I mean, when you leave, when you have a conversation with, pick a friend, any of them, 
when you have a conversation with a friend, do you feel like not only has there been a, a good exchange of energy, but do you feel like, you know, something has been added to you as opposed to taken away from you? Because I've had friends who, you know, I'm, I'm a decently confident person most of the time. But I've had friends who, you know, when I'm done with them or after I've spent an evening with them, I start to question everything about myself. And I used to think that it was me. And then when I started to pay attention, I started to realize, hold up. This person has been sowing little seeds of, you know, of insecurity in my head. You know, those little backhanded compliments. Oh my God, you look great, but maybe you shouldn't have worn those shoes. Or, oh my God, have you thought about going to the gym? Maybe we should like go to the gym together. And then suddenly you start feeling fat. Or... Are you like totally going to eat all of that because, you know, uh, and then whatever that follows the, uh, was not nice to begin with. That friend, if you have one of those friends, kick them to the curb, get rid of them. That person is, you know, transplanting their own issues onto you. I find people who always bring up weight and body image, I find they are literally taking their own issues and putting it onto you. So it's really important to block them, you know, before they they even get to penetrate your, you know, your happy shell. And folks that, I don't know, the ones that make you feel insecure, like the ones that make you question your own judgment or your own, you know, like the ones that make you question your core values. Keep an eye on these folks. Sometimes they don't mean well. Now, I don't want to mix these folks up with, you know, friends who like to play devil's advocate. Now, I'm, I'm someone who likes to play devil's advocate whenever there's an issue. And I always have to gauge before I play devil's advocate, am I being helpful or am I being toxic? It's something I do ask myself. And is the person that I'm about to play devil's advocate with, number one, are they going to understand where am I coming from or are they going to see it as an attack? So you have to know who you're dealing with. And not every friend or person can take the, you know, the devil's advocate way. And it's okay if they can't. It's just not their way. Now, another type of friend that I think you should kick to the curb are manipulative friends. Now, these are folks, I like to call them the puppet masters. I had a friend, um, I'm not going to name in which city that this used to happen, but I had a friend who I started to notice there would always be a lot of drama happening whenever this person was around. And by drama, I mean 
oh, do you know that so-and-so said this to so-and-so while so-and-so was there? You know, little petty things. But when I think as we get older, our tolerance for little petty gossip or things starts to, you know, diminish. And so these little petty conversations start to blow up because our fuses are shorter. We don't have time for this kind of nonsense. So meanwhile, so now you've got drama going on in a, you know, between a couple of people. Meanwhile, the person who started it has taken a step back and is watching the show. And then at the end of it all, that person who started it all just sits back and then says, oh my God, look at how barbaric these two are being, you know, and oh, how immature they are being. But they were the puppet, they were the, the puppeteer. So watch out for these guys. They, they, it's almost a little bit of like a sociopathic um, behavior. They thrive on discontent between people. And for whatever reason, you know, maybe I'll have to ask Rochelle one day what makes people do such things. But they thrive on it, on that negative energy, and that's what they love. So watch out for those. Now, another friend you should be careful having in your life are the ones that you have to introduce with a side effect warning. You know how when you um, you buy medicine and you look at the uh, information package, you know, uh, not package, the, uh, what's it called? The information sheet that comes with the pills or whatever medicine you bought, even the supplements, and it tells you, you know, side effects may give you diarrhea, may give you this, may give you that. You know, and sometimes the side effects are worse than whatever you're trying to uh, cure. Well, any friend that you have that you have to give a warning about before they enter the room is probably not a good friend to keep. Now, I'm pretty sure all of us have either a friend or a relative where, you know, before they walk in, you have to tell someone else, oh, don't talk to them about X, Y, and Z. And, you know, don't mention this. Or, you know, you might want to keep your purse to, you know, by your side because they've got sticky fingers. Those kind of folks. They don't need to be around you. Anyone that you have to warn somebody else about doesn't deserve to be in your life. Because it's just drama waiting to happen. And especially friends who have sticky fingers. Oh, my Lord. How dare you? How dare you come over to my house and take something, you know? I don't care how small it was or in insignificant it seemed to you. But no, it's not okay. So if you have friends that you have to give a side effect warning before they sit down at the table with the rest of your friends or whatever... It might be time to uh, to cut that relationship off. Another type of friend that I used to have a couple of these coming out of college was that friend who either bores you to death 
or when you think about spending time with them, it's, it's a chore. We're all really busy in our lives, if, especially if you're working or you've got kids or you're married or whatever, you know, you're busy with activities, whatever it is that keeps you busy. So our time is really, really precious. So I always, I, you know, I always say I want to spend it with people that I like. If I'm going to go out of my home, I want to spend the time with people I like. So the worst thing you can do to me is tell me to spend time with somebody who either has nothing to say, nothing, you know, which is fine, but I just don't need to spend that time with them. Or somebody who, you know, is sort of like, you know, chronically a downer. I was going to use the word depressed, but that wasn't the right word. Like somebody who just spends all their time bringing you down. And by that, I mean, when they leave the room, you feel like they have sucked every bit of energy out of you. And you now need a pick-me-up to just continue your day. Or you feel like you need to go see a therapist by the time they are done. You know, those, those, those folks whose woe is me you know, it just doesn't end. Or the folks who are always in trouble somehow, they always have a crisis. And no matter what advice you give them, they do exactly the opposite. And so now you spent all your time racking your brain and getting involved in their world. And they don't give a damn. They just needed somebody to listen to them talk. Those folks. You don't have to do it. It's not by force. You don't have to put up with that. I find sometimes, especially the folks who ask for advice and don't listen, I find it really helpful to sometimes say, hey, I'm going to love you, but I'm going to leave you. And they are always not happy with me when I do this, but it's all about self-preservation at this point for me. Because... Once you cut that chain of being part of their misery, they move on. They find the next sucker and they don't come back and bother you because they thrive on somebody listening to their problems. They thrive on somebody listening to them being miserable. And yes, misery likes company, but unless you're in the mood to do your woe is me, and often these folks who like that woe is me life, they don't want to listen to your woe is me moment. You know, they just want to listen to themselves and which is fine, but they could stand in a mirror and do it, but they need an audience. And I prefer for myself, I'll speak for myself. I prefer not to give them that audience. Now, the other type of friend that I don't get are the ones who are jealous. Now, jealousy to me is such a wasted emotion. It's so much effort going wrong. And it's since I was a teenager, I never understood jealousy. Um, and But I've seen how 
jealousy sneaks into friendships and relationships and it does weird things and it destroys people and it creates all this insecurity and imbalance in the relationship and it's awful so sometimes and this kind of goes in hand in hand with the you know the first one uh point that i made about you know friends making you feel insecure but watch out for the friends who are jealous of what you have maybe they they are constantly imitating you in some way shape or form you know whatever you have they suddenly need to top whatever you had you know let's say you bought yourself a new i don't know a new wrangler and they were like nope i'm going to get a navigator or ford f150 or whatever i'm i'm probably choosing the wrong cars um you know but that kind of thing or you said oh i'm going to this concert and suddenly they're going to the concert but they got vip tickets in a way it's kind of funny when people do these things because yes you can sort of play with them because you see it's very easy to you know to sort of play with them because they're so involved in your life but at the same time that's when you are aware of what they're doing the problem is when you are not aware and they are creating these little you know see seeds of uh discontent in your world and you can't see it until it's too late um I remember when I moved to the states and I started watching Jerry Springer and Mari and all of these and it used to blow my mind when whenever they'd have these couples who were on and then the the lady you know let's say the girlfriend is like yeah he's sleeping with my what do you call he, with you know with my best friend and I it blew my mind I'm like what no way my best friend is going to sleep with <laughs> with my with my dude but then you know and here comes the best friend and the best friend would be like well she said he was good so i had to try or what you know and i'm just like what does this really exist i mean a lot of those shows i mean you take it a grain of salt but then as you get older you start seeing this happen in real life within real relationships around you and you're like what the hell and a lot of times it's the friends who you keep really close who have you know who've been watching your life and have been envious for different reasons and a lot of times you know sometimes when you think about your own life you're like seriously you 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 want this you know but they don't know that cuz they only see the roses and the peaches and cream from the outside they don't know the inner workings so if you've got one of those type of friends kick them to the curb again now while i've been talking about getting rid of friends <laughs> i think it's also i i should close this out by saying how you should you know find friends that mean the world to you and who actually support you and these folks you will know by how when times are bad i think when times are bad you really start to see who is really around you and i've been lucky with having and been really blessed with having some amazing friends who 
when times are tough, they rally around me. Even if they are not in the same country, they, you know, they find ways to reach me that only that only they would know. And I think these are the friends you should look for. You should look for the friends that don't judge you, no matter what you tell them, even if it's something ridiculous. They don't judge you for it, but yes, they may tell you off for it in case you're being ridiculous. Your friend should be able to tell you that you're being ridiculous and y'all should be able to have a conversation and move on. The friends that I find that give me peace are the ones who, we don't have to do anything special. Um, I have a friend, in, a college friend in New York who I miss her to death. I haven't seen her in about, ooh, I wanna say 2013 was the last time I saw her. And, you know, the best part about her was we can, as soon as we meet up, we get in our PJs, we open up a bottle of wine, and we just talk, we laugh, we cry, we have our waiting to exhale moment, and that's, that's it. We don't have to do anything. You know, I have a friend who we do, you know, for I call them waiting to exhale moments. So for those who are wondering, what is a waiting to exhale moment? If you haven't watched the film, and good Lord, why haven't you watched the film? Go rent it now. Um, but I call them waiting to exhale moments because when you've got your good girlfriends or guy friends, whatever, it doesn't matter what sex they are. You got a good friend around you and you are talking about life. You go through this process where you laugh and then you cry, you're angry, and then you have that release, that, ah, that moment. Those are the waiting to exhale moments. And I find they're only, for me, they're only possible around my true, true soul family, you know? So find those folks that you can have those moments with, you know? Find that friend who... When you laugh, it's not the <laughs> kind of laugh. It's more of the, <laughs> you know, that little bit of evil laugh because whatever y'all were laughing about was dead wrong, but you, only the two of you or how many of you understood it. You know, have find that friend that when you give them a look across the room, they know whether it's trouble is coming or you are about to do something stupid or whatever that they just know or you know you you're gossiping mentally that no one else would see find that friend and when when you find that friend make sure you tell them you love them you know let them know how much you appreciate having them in your world because they are such a blessing. And I think another thing with friendship is don't be upset if a friendship moves on. A lot of times we try to hold on to people and we can't. We're always changing and we're always evolving what we like, what we dislike. Things change as life goes on. 
So don't hold on to friends so hard that you stifle them. Sometimes they move on and others come in. You're never left without someone. Even when you feel like you've lost everyone that you know, you'll be surprised who is on their way in. And I say that from, you know, from personal experience. And just be open and wish them well when a relationship has ended. Wish them well and send them on their way. You know, don't let there be any, you know, hard feelings because things just change. And you never know, life may bring you all back later on. So, you know, be open, be honest, be who you are and find the folks around you who treasure you for who you are at any given time in your life. So on that note, y'all, have an amazing week and I'll be back here on Wednesday. So take care. Ciao.